International Arts Festival and it's wheelchair accessible. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Up next is Cover to Cover. Cover the code for Open Book. I am your host for the next half hour. My name is Javelin, and we're having just a wee bit of technical troubles, but we will work that out, we pray. And uh, But today, anyway, let's get right into it. First of all, I want to say uh, happy birthday to KPFA. We celebrated the 65th birthday of KPFA, and we had uh, community listener radios really uh, turned out for that, which is fantastic. So thank you for all the work that uh, you support us in doing. And today I have uh, my guest. We're going to talk about a festival that's coming up in May. That'll be May uh, 9th through the 11th at the South Berkeley Community Church in 1802 Fairview Street in Berkeley. And this cause cultural interdisciplinary festival is a natural outgrowth of Inferno's mission to link cultures and explore human relationships in space and time. And I've actually had our guest on once before for the work that they do in the community. So the first person I'd like to introduce you to is Giulio Peroni, who is the founder of Inferno Theater and also the director. Uh, and he has put on this festival. Then also I have Robert Fields here today, who's a part of the, his film is a part of the festival, and there's some surprise things that he's going to be doing in the festival that uh, he may or may not share with you today, but certainly he will give you an overview. And when we take a music break, you'll be hearing Robert's music playing, and he'll t- talk to us about that. So again, we have a little wee bit of technical problems, meaning that one of our headphones is out, and so, but we're going to try and see how this works. So, Julian, yeah. you created this festival, and this is the first annual festival for the South Berkeley Community Theater, uh, for Infernal Theater. What brought this to you to make this happen? Well, um, it's, it's very important for us, especially in a time where uh, uh, everything is technological advanced, and uh, uh, 
what we try to do with our company is to go actually back to human relations. And uh, I discovered actually that we have a lot of relations in between artists. And I say that, uh, you know, it would be nicer because since it's part of our um, mission statement to to put together differences, to start and do our first um, um, uh, festival uh, and uh, uh, is uh, called Contemporary Performance Diaspora Festival because it's not an ethnic festival in, in, in a way that people come from different parts of uh, different continents, but these people are already in the United States. That's what's important for me, for us, is that there is a contemporary uh, diaspora of people that live in the United States, and for the most of the, the participants live actually in the Bay Area, and they work together in different ways. So, and they like to work with different ethnicity, different perspective in life, because I think this is the way that is actually, uh, I, I think, special, a special place to be in, in the Bay Area, because that is really... Uh, people like to be together. So, but the, the importance of the festival is to see also if there is a way to, to counterbalance a little bit what is, uh, um, uh, the high speed of the internet where, you know, I see also my kids, they, they like very much to go on the internet as much as they can, but this is an opportunity for us to be in the room with uh, uh, nine different groups of people, uh, and then uh, we have three uh, m- movie makers and one um, band. So that there, uh, it w- will be exciting to have all this experience. For us, is is almost more important for us artists to be together and regroup a little bit and see what can come out because we have like 60 or 70 seats. So the artists will be probably uh, already uh, a lot of our audience, but we would like really to to feel, you know, some some people from the community come and, and feel the, uh, you know, the extra seat. But I think it's very important for us that uh, there is this community effort of artists that meet. And, you know, I really can appreciate that you're bringing together people from diverse artistic expressions. Right. Also bringing in their backgrounds, all living in the Bay Area, coming together to hone their skills, to communicate their skills, and to have relationship with each other's skills mm-hmm. through art. And then I like that, you're the boldness that you're actually going up against technology. Right. Because that's the big theme right now. Uh, like you said, your children being on the Internet or being on their iPads or whatever other form that they're communicating with, that you're going to have enough variety at the festival to excite that space and time that people feel they need they need to have multiple things happening and you're bringing it right there in the festival to yeah, stimulate those parts. For us, it's important also to find the time. You know, for myself, I have a company. Our company is very small. So, but to to do this, we needed to step back as an as a company. Uh, instead of doing like, our next show, we're gonna be two hour show. Right. Actually, 
we're going to do a piece that is between 20, 25 minutes. And we permit everybody to be on that stage and, sh and, and share that stage. So it was a very important um, decision for us to be able to, you know, scale our effort as a company, uh, although not our artistic effort, but, uh, you know, the, produ the producing uh, aspect. But that would permit ac actually to have a, a multitude of, of expression on, on the same stage. That's terrific, yeah. So you're listening to Giulio Peroni speak about the Infernal Theater presenting his first annual contemporary performance, Diasporus Festival. And one of the performers here is Robert Fields. Welcome to the show, Robert. Uh, thank you, Joplin. <clears throat> so, Robert. Yes. I was going to give you a bio. Yes. And we were talking out in our uh, interview just before when you walked into the station and you said you wanted to be known not for some of the talents that I was uh, mentioning in, in terms of your skills, but you want to be very specific. So why don't you introduce yourself through the festival about what they will be seeing in your work for uh, May 9th and 11th? Right. What's okay. Happening? Well, one of the things that seems to be consistent from my view in terms of creative people, musicians, artists, dancers, whatever, is if they do one thing, they're likely to do two things, and if they do two things, they're likely to do three things. And if every time you meet someone you say, oh, I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, it sounds like you're bragging and you're not focusing on what you're doing now. So I do many things. I enjoy doing all of those things. For this festival, we are screening a short film that I did um, that's titled Like Fred and Ginger, and um and it it will be screened twice once on friday night and once on saturday on sunday night and the friday night um screening is early enough in the day and early enough in the festival to do a little extra something uh so that's what i want to do but um as we were talking um this is a short film and i had written the film um, and I was in a bookstore, oddly enough, and to Julio's point, you know, the real world, not the Amazon world, and I'm not, not knocking Amazon, but a real live bookstore, um, happened to be, um, you know, in Walnut Creek, a woman owned bookstore. And we were talking, and the, the owner was a friend of mine, he is a friend of mine. And as we were talking about a different screenplay that I had written, uh, a young man came up to me and says, Oh, I'm a filmmaker. So, <clears throat> We got together and we put together this film. And as I was telling Julio earlier, uh, I was surprised how many people wanted to participate. Uh, because you shoot a film over many days, many weeks, in fact, many days over many weeks. And um, so being an independent filmmaker with no money, you do all the things you produce. You, uh, I had originally written the, the piece to direct. But now I have a director, so now, then I... did you write this piece prior to meeting this person, or this came out of? I, I, had, I had written three screenplays okay. related to Argentine Tango, which is a passion of ah, mine. Ah, so this is what this film is about, Correct. Argentine Tango, and this is your passion. This is my passion. And uh, there was a, there's a feature length, which I had actually done as a uh, stage reading in San Leandro, and then there's the one that I shot, and then there's a really short one. And so when this young man said, oh, um, I'd like to make this film, he read it and he wanted to make it. And so now he's the director and he brings his friends and crew and all of the things that I would have had to pay for. 
And so ultimately, when we were editing it, he said, oh, Robert, by the way, we should upgrade the music from computer-generated music to real music. And so then you tap into a different set of creator friends, the musician people, and you say, hey, we want to go in the studio and, and record some some uh, music for this film. Yeah. So also to like the um, listening audience to know that you composed the film, so you're a composer. I yes. know that for the purpose of this festival, you want to focus on the fact that you're a filmmaker, Correct. but you're also a tangle dancer, writer. Uh, you also a composer, and who knows what else falls inside <laughs> of that wonderfulness. And so we're going to take a quick music break to listen to an excerpt of music from the film, and then when we come back. You can talk to us a little bit about what that music is specifically, and then you. You you quickly said that uh, Friday night the film will be there since it's a short piece and something else is going to happen. Now, I have to be the nosy neighbor when we come back and ask you and see, too, if I can get what's going to happen on Friday night. Very good. But we'll take a music break and be right back. Just listening to a piece of music from Robert's film, Robert Fields, and his film, Ginger and Rogers. And what's the name of that composition, Robert? The name of that is um, June Tango. June Tango. So again, I'm sitting here with Giulio Peroni, and he is a director of the first Contemporary Performance Diasporas Festival that is happening on May 9th and 11th. And you're listening to Javel and Richards cover to cover. So... Julio, tell us, you have nine companies that the mm -hmm. audience will be able to come and witness their work. Can you name some of the companies and what the, some of the things they will be doing at this festival? Yeah, um, most of the company, theater company, they will be uh, doing physical work. So a lot of mov movement, a lot of work, but also a lot of movement. So, so when you say physical movement, what does it mean? It means that uh, it's not just uh, about... Uh, Talking and moving and being like I would say, like a more uh, American way of doing theater that is uh, pretty much related to everyday life. Uh, the theater that we're gonna see is a little bit uh, extraterrestrial in a way. <laughs> so we we like to invent also situation or we like to enlarge situation. So that means that. Uh, movement of the of the physical of the bodies are a little bit more uh, um, amplified than normally are in the theater so if you say like actor method is very much uh, 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 the way that theater is done in in, in America and is more much more related to uh, movies if you want you know than the theatricality of melodrama, if you want, right, or commedia l'arte, or uh, uh, mime theater. So that our our work we're gonna be more 
um, emphasizing in, in body movement and physicality and also about the storylines that are very important. So inside the movement, the yeah. overemphasized movement of the performers, there is a storyline that's happening. Right. Okay. Is there any particular theater company uh, that will be a part of this festival that uh, is known for that work? Well, uh, the, I think uh, John Shirley uh, with uh, the Larter Company uh, is a company that is actually in Humboldt County, and it was founded uh, by an Italian, uh, Carlo Clemente Mazzoni, but they are known internationally about the work they do, especially in Comedia dell'arte, but also in um, physical movement uh, around the world. They they went to Europe extensively. I went with their company when we were working together. We went to Croatia, Budapest. They went all through South America through the years. And the piece that they do actually is written by John Shirley is an international collaboration with uh, uh, Alain Chance from France. And then we have uh, uh, Laura Munoz that is from Spain. And uh, what are some of the themes that they'll be addressing? Yeah, like, for the, instance, in once the, in the theme movement. that they are working is uh, is, uh, is the story of three friends, women of three generations, uh, whose comfortable world is uh, shattered by the war, the Second World War. Uh, their friendish friendship helped them endure the horrors of concentration camp, only to discover that the liberation does not make them free, but turn them into displaced persons. You know, I think they're, they're truly deep um, um, themes that we actually going to show in, in, the, in the festival. And then Theater of the Young, is that how you pronounce it? Theater of Jugend. Jugend. Actually, yeah, Theater of Jugend is actually, um, will be also participating. And this is... Uh, it is a, it be part of no theater. That is a Japanese art form, and they're gonna do an improvisation, an original improvisation of imperial order, inspired by the No Place Seminaru. So it is very important to, for us to understand the dif- dif- difference and complexity of uh, um, different also cultures, and that's very important. Uh, what Theater of Jugend does is very, very important because with the minimal of effort, body effort, they are able to, to emanate so much energy. So it's really interesting to see how they, how they work physically. Yeah. Years ago, I had an opportunity to actually witness that in San Francisco at their company. And you're right, they take the tiniest of movement, and it takes years, I heard, for them to even study to become a part of the stage performance, to move very slowly, very intentional, and to witness that, to hear as what you're saying, that this festival will hold a wide range of ways in which people tell stories without words which we're so used to in America and this particular theater company to witness their hands move so very slow in order to say thank you 
It can be just that simple, mm-hmm. from my understanding. So, Robert? Yes. Yes. What did we listen to? Um, well, when we were doing the, the, June, the June, tango, June when, Tango, when we were making the film, that music existed, but only as um, an electronic version. And we shot the film. And, of course, there's a tango film, so there's tango dancing in the film. And when we were editing the film, the director, who was also one of the editors, said, well, I think it would be better if we had a live version of that. And it was my composition, but as I'd mentioned, so I pulled together two friends. Uh, We had played together, and it wasn't like we had never played this piece. But uh, we, we went into a recording studio and recorded it, but we had to match the tempo to what was already on film. Um, And so uh, one of the things about this particular film is in this diaspora festival, uh, Argentine tango curiously attracts people from everywhere, every country. And so oddly enough, there are no Argentine people in the film, even though it was their dance. Okay, so this is important to know, only that, you know, I like that it ties into the festivals, as uh, Julia was saying earlier, we're in the Bay Area, and we bring our diversity, we have an opportunity to be able to like, dislike, love, not love, different artistic expressions, so you have a film, and the people who came to be a part of that all had an interest in or was tango dancers, Argentina tango specifically, and they came together. What was your purpose of making this film what why why did you do it because it i felt a film about this needed to be made and i wanted to make one now this is not the first argentine tango film there why are this one is thousands it? of them why this one this one well, because once i was kind of connected to the community and fully indoctrinated in the whole what's called milonguero milonguera um, Milonguer is the, the film. No, 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 no. The the, the people who who are Fred, Fred and Ginger's uh, name who them. who live and breathe tango. Okay, they they're always dancing. They're always taking classes, and they're relatively experienced. And so there are a lot of those people in the Bay Area. We're we're very big uh, worldwide. I mean, there there's a festival coming up here, which is not part of this discussion, but uh, it's a huge thing. And so. It's like, let's express that in a film. And that's what I know how to do, one of the things I know how to do. Sure. So I needed to make that film. You needed to make the film. And so it's going to be Friday night. And what is this? Uh, this is a nosy neighbor part of me. What's, why, what's going to happen? They watch the film, and, and that's, it's going to be beautiful. I've actually had a chance to see the film. Um, and if my memory serves me right, it starts off with on a park bench, two yes. people meeting, having yes. tea and crumpet conversation. Yes. Two unlikely people maybe to think about, uh, again, what Julia was saying, diversity, just yes. sitting there on a the park bench, strike up a conversation, and they take this adventure. Correct. And that happens every day in the Bay Area. Every day. Yeah. You can you can be in San Francisco or Oakland or El Cerrito or anywhere and open. and you turn around and someone from anywhere else in the, in the world could be there and you can have a conversation. Ah, ah, but you you can, but I think as Julia was saying why he's doing his festival because the likeliness of people having conversations is less and less because of technology. Yes. Because now you're most likely to see them same two people on the park bench 
looking at the phone. Each of them, yes. And so, but you made this film, and uh, they they actually get together and they do Tangle uh, to show that uh, connectiveness. So now, well, they encounter a Tangle class. Exactly. They, yes. Well, they, they encounter each other too, and so <laughs> and so. What are you going to do Friday night? What's the secret? What's happening? Well, there are a number of options, and so I have uh, I'm exploring all of the options that I can do as an extra. There's a bonus thing on Friday night. There's a bonus thing that people should come and yes. see. Yes. Well, I must say, without really, I don't know what you're going to do. Yes. Uh, I'm, uh, but and I may be there. I have a show on Saturday night, but I may be there Friday night. But just so the audience knows that there might, if you've never seen, there might be a possibility of a man dancing with sticks. That you never know what you might see in the Bay Area. <laughs> All right. So and we'll see. So, again, this is happening, um, the contemporary, the first annual contemporary performance diasporas festival. And let me just say this is that uh, you can also go to www.infernaltheater.org. That's I-N-F-E-R-N-O. T H E A T R E dot org. And then there's a phone number of 510-984-4914. And so, Julio, this became important for you to start this year. You've been in the Bay Area working for doing your work as an uh, artist for how long? I, I came to the United States in 95, so almost 20 years. Uh, actually, as an artist, I work all over the country. Uh, and uh, I founded a company just because I needed to uh, to decide because I I work on um, commercial what we call commercial theater with uh, regional theaters. I still work doing that, and it's a beautiful way of uh, doing theater. But also I needed to have a, a more expressive out, outlet uh, that was more related to what they think about theater, and also. Uh, working with the people I like, that's very important for artists to surround themselves with uh, artists and uh, and having also the possibility to work uh, near home because for a long period I, I, I traveled a lot. Uh, I still travel a lot in, in San Diego. I uh, work with San Diego Repertory Theater. I work all over the Bay and uh, uh, we're going to... We are touring the country with a show about uh, Pablo Picasso, which I did the set and costumes. We went in big theater, uh, and uh, it's going to be in October in uh, San, San Diego Rap, too. But, uh, yeah, the importance of uh, having, you know, being an artist, and it's coming more and more because I, I'm, be, I'm also the producing artistic director of Inferno Theater, it's important that uh, we find the time we, to do our art. So that is, is imperative also because yes. I am a painter. So you need to stop. You can't answer the phone. You can't answer all these emails. You can just gadgets around. So that that's a, the I think the the main. Um, in, problem is that if you're an artist, you are online all day long with the gadgets, you don't produce anything. What do you yeah. think, and I want to ask both of you this yeah. question in the, in the last few moments that we have together, and it's, it's 
tagging into what you're saying, why it's important. Why is it important to not just to be numbing out your life? And I'm, I'm use that language, numbing out your life with gadgets, with watching other things, but to do your art, do your life. Why is that important? What's it important to, Robert? Well, well, you know, when you are dealing with other people, other creative people, and when I was in college, there were times, and I'd end up in San Diego, you'd be in the park with the um, uh, guitars and playing around, and your music case is closed because you're not there to make money. You're there to play with the other people that happen to be in the park. And that's we're touching each other in real life and not only through an electronic device. There you have it. We're touching each other in real life and time, space and time. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Javelin Richards, and you've been listening to my guests, Julio Peroni and Robert Fields, and they'll be at the festival May 9th through 11th at South Berkeley Community Church, 1802 Fairview Street in Berkeley. And I want to thank Erica, our engineer, and music, and the other performing company artists, um, Julio. Inferno Theater, uh, Del Arte Company, John Shirley, Laura Munoz, Rosie Cantier, Theater of Yugen, The New Living Expo makes its debut at the San Mateo Event Center April 25th through 27th. The Expo is a benefit for Sunrise Center and features over 200 exhibitors, more than 100 highly respected speakers, featuring Marianne Williamson, Dick Gregory, Rianne Eisler, Ken Wilbur, Danyan Brinkley, Lynn Andrews, Laura Eisenhower, Master Shaw, and more. There are three premier special events, live music, a world-class alternative bookstore, yoga and Qigong classes, natural foods dining and sampling, and the organic beer and wine pavilion.